Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on the Unpreached Truth About God and Money podcast. I'm your host, Nikolai. Today, we're going to talk about something that I think is relevant for our lives, temptations and money. But in order to kind of substantiate this, let me tell you a story. A couple weeks ago, I had the opportunity to drive one of my favorite vehicles, a Ford Raptor. And I was this close to buying it. Let me explain. See, with COVID-19, I realized that there was an economic crisis that was taking place. And I was trying to look at to sell one of the vehicles because we have a car note on it. So I thought a prudent idea may be to trade in the vehicle or to sell a vehicle and then maybe go get some junk car somewhere so that I can save some money. Well, it initially led me to a location where there was a guy who was selling a pickup truck. And I thought it would be a good fit for me and my family. Um, It was at a reasonable price. But then when I got back home, I kept praying and I kept uh, trying to seek God about, you know, how I was going to make this decision. To me, it seemed like the right move. To To me, it seemed like God was leading. And to me, it seemed as if this was the right thing to do. Then I was just kind of looking online and I saw a 2010 Ford Raptor. Now, for some of you who may not know what a Ford Raptor is, this thing has a V8 engine. Uh, This thing is a powerful machine. If you check on YouTube, there's even somebody who drove the Raptor and did the Raptor jump. I mean, this is a bad, bad, bad vehicle. And I mean bad in a good way. Um, I imagined myself, you know, putting my dog in the truck. I got a German Shepherd. uh, Putting the kids in with my wife. I mean, when you turn on this thing, you can hear it down the block it was just an amazing vehicle typically this uh, vehicle is in the high 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 price range but i was able to find something for a very 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 good deal so i drove down about an hour down to the dealer test drove the car man i was in cloud nine and i said to myself the lord if it's his will will deliver this into my hands i was ready to take this raptor home But as I got home and I started discussing things and trying to figure things out, it seemed like everything was leading towards getting this Raptor. But there was something that kind of bothered me in my mind. Do I have my priorities in order? And so in light of all of this, I remembered a text that I had read in Proverbs about making wise decisions. But then I also remember another text in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12 that kind of break things into context. It says, therefore, let anyone who thinks that, th- that he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation... He will also provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. The reason why I'm bringing up this passage is because after I prayed, I concluded, I asked God for clarity. Everything seemed like it was pointing in the direction of me either getting uh, this uh, old beater pickup truck or me getting this Ford Raptor. In my mind, it was one of those two things because there were certain events that happened in my life 
that indicated that God should have been going this way. I thought I understood how God was moving forward in my life. I thought I was very clear about how God was speaking. But then I remember early in that morning, I prayed and I read scripture and it talked about that a prudent man sees danger but hides himself. But the fool sees danger and then goes into destruction. So as I thought about this, I asked myself a significant question. What exactly are my priorities? When I was able to ask myself that question in light of what I read, and I believe that the best way that God speaks isn't just through prayer, but also reading scripture, I remember that the Holy Spirit said, why don't you go on YouTube and look for a video of how much gas this car would get you? So I knew from the dealer that, I mean, this thing was probably doing 14 miles a gallon. I, I knew that it had a very strong V8 engine. We're talking about over 500 horsepower. I knew this was a bad, bad truck. Bad in a good way. But somebody on YouTube actually recorded a video of them driving for only an hour. From full tank to empty in one hour, this person had to refill their vehicle. And it nearly cost anywhere between 70 to $100 just to refill it. Now, for some of y'all, y'all may be thinking, hey, so what? Go get your dream car. Don't drive it much or whatever. But it was about priorities. In COVID-19, when we have all these things collapsing around us, we have all sorts of uncertainty taking place. Is that the best way that I should be using my money? And I realized at that moment that I had fallen in to a particular trap that you and I may be experiencing at this time. You see, with the isolation that we're experiencing, with uh, being uh, in this space that we're in where we cannot step outside and we can't socially engage and we're all looking at social media, what is beginning to happen, especially in light of if you received a stimulus package or you're noticing some good deals that are out there, what's beginning to happen is that we're beginning to internalize our worth, we're beginning to internalize our value, and we're beginning to uh, get to the point where we want to spend money in order to feel good. You see, before isolation, before COVID hit, we are a society that's materialistic. We don't see ourselves having intrinsic value. We see our value based on the stuff that we have. So we won't buy any house. We need to buy the house, the large house, the house that looks better, that has the greener lawn than our neighbor. We can't allow our neighbor to have uh, the better lawnmower than us. And so we upgrade our lawnmower. Certainly, our coworkers shouldn't see us driving that beater car to save money. But we need to make sure that we up our game and drive the newest and latest model car. Surely people can't uh, notice online that we don't have the best technology that we're using or the best internet, so we got to upgrade that too. And slowly what's happening is while we are being isolated, we're getting to a place where we're trying to buy things to feel better. I think there was an, a rap artist that once said, things we buy to cover up what's inside. You see, even though there's reasonable deals out there, you have to begin to ask yourself, what are the priorities? What do I want to spend my money on? 
I haven't socially engaged with somebody, so maybe I'm going to spend this money to buy more weed. I don't feel like I have value because I'm used to hanging around people, so I'm going to buy a whole bunch of liquor and spend my days away drinking and becoming drunk. I don't see myself having value, so I'm going to buy it and order a whole bunch of stuff online so I can take pictures and get my followers up. I mean, we have to get to the point where we realize that none of these things increase our own worth and value. So you buy the newest car and you buy the latest clothes and you go purchase the stuff that you want. But is it really what you need? You see, even Jesus in the Gospels, when he was tempted of the devil, one of the things that was a primary temptation was the temptation of gaining stuff. The devil is an opportunist. And so you know the temptation well. Jesus is brought to a high place and he sees all the kingdoms throughout history or throughout time and he said, I'll give this all to you if you would bow down and worship me. And Jesus refused. Because Jesus refused, we also have to refuse. Now, I'm not saying that building wealth isn't important. I think it is important. But I think we have to ask ourselves, what are the priorities? Do you have food? Do you have shelter? Do you have clothes on your back? Are you using the money to make a difference in people's lives? Or is it to make yourself look better? See, we all fall into these temptations every now and then. I, as your host, am not immune to it just because I'm a host. But every now and then we have to reassess and ask ourselves a significant question. Am I using my money for myself? Or am I using it money to make a difference in somebody else's life? You see, this is the issue that isn't often talked about. The reason why we're talking about God and money, the reason why we talk about these important truths of Scripture, is because as you look at Scripture, even when there was a disparity of income and there was a wealth gap and there was inequality that was happening and you had a gap between the rich and the poor, Yahweh, God, Jehovah always talked about using your money at, to make a difference in people's lives. And he talked about using money responsibly to ensure that you have your priorities in alignment. The need to engorge yourself with stuff and hoard stuff is a form of materialistic idolatry. Unfortunately, in our society, we don't like using that word. Idolatry. If they see us in this car, they'll worship us. If they see me wearing that new suit or new dress, they'll give me praise. If they see that I look like this or I have this, they'll assign value to me. When the Bible suggests in Genesis 1 and 2 that you and I are just made out of dust and are given the Spirit of God to breathe, 
And so you may be facing a similar situation. You're isolated. You feel alone at times. You're trying to establish community. But you have to be aware that in these particular seasons that you have to draw close to God. And I would suggest reading scripture is a helpful uh, reminder of things that have happened in the past. But then ask yourself, what are my priorities? Maybe your priorities should be saving up money. Maybe your priorities are helping somebody else who, who may be having a hard time getting groceries. You see, money is like a rock. You can use the rock to throw it at somebody's window. Or you can use that rock to begin to build a foundation for a new home. What you do with the rock is based on your personality and based on your character and how you've aligned your priorities. You see, the challenge in our society is if we are all honest, you and I make hundreds of thousands of dollars every year. But where we put our money says a lot about who we are and what we worship. Do you return tithe and offering? I mean, that's something that God said in Scripture. It has nothing to do with whether or not we have a church building. Do you give to charity, help out the orphan, the widow, the stranger, the immigrant, those who are struggling? Or are you continuing to just amass wealth so that you can say, look at me? See, every day you and I have temptations on what to do with our spending and what to do with our money. And I'm not saying don't get new things, but really, really ask yourself if you need it. Right now in the climate that we're in, I've said it before, but winter's coming. We know that this may lead to an economic recession. We know that this is going to lead possibly to job loss, which is already happening across the country. We know that this could lead to a variety of things. But what we should have hope in is that perhaps this moment of isolation is allowing us to reflect on our own lives in light of our relationship with God and how we have spent our money in the past. Unfortunately, many of us at times have used money to try and fill the void in our heart. And so the relationship didn't work out, so we use money on other people to get sexual gratification. And people have used money to try and buy happiness. And people have used money to try and be liked by others. And people have used money to buy things that ultimately damage your mind and damage your body. You know, the Bible puts it this way. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. It's all about priorities. God is well aware of the anxiety that you face. He's well aware of all of the issues that you may be dealing with and the level of burden that you have maybe on your job or trying to keep your job. But don't allow these things to drive you to the point that you begin to make poor decisions about your finances. Things can change. Now, I'm not asking you to do a large change necessarily. That would be great. 
but sometimes it's in the little things. Look and see if you have enough food. Take a look in an inventory and see if you have, you know, start cleaning up your house to see if you have things around your house that can be sold or things around your house that can be utilized or things around your house that you can fix so you don't have to buy something else. Check on your, your colleagues and friends to see how they're doing. Maybe, maybe somebody needs help. Maybe they need a couple bucks just to be able to make ends meet. But my point is that we all have the temptation because of sin to be selfish, to not look out for our others, to keep for ourselves and not be a blessing to somebody else. And so I'm challenging each and every one of us today to really consider what we're doing with our money. Take a time. Look at your budget. That's where the money's going. Look at your bank accounts. Look at your statements. And ask yourself, do you have your priorities aligned? Because it, the little things that you and I do will lead up to the bigger things. It's the little things that develop our character. As, and as I said in a previous episode, really, money is mostly about the mentality rather than math. It's your character that matters at the end of the day. You can have all the money in the world and still not be liked by people because your character isn't right. You can have all the money in the world but still feel empty because all the stuff you have and all the cars you drive and all the houses you own still hasn't filled a void that you have. The Bible makes another clear point. What profit it of man to gain the whole world but lose his soul? And so I'm just asking you today to really reflect. Where is your money going? Are you finding yourself uh, trying to stock up on toilet paper or do you have your priorities in alignment if you put god first and you seek him to fill the void in your life rather than the stuff that's here today and gone tomorrow then you'll realize that you'll find yourself in a level of peace and then you're able to make effective decisions about your money this is why i personally whether i worked in business or even as i uh do various things in my life. I always try to start off the day asking God for two things. I ask God, Lord, help me manage my time. And I also ask God to give me wisdom. God promises in scripture that he's able to give both. And so I'm asking you today to really assess your priorities. When you feel tempted to spend money on an addiction when you feel tempted to spend money on a bad habit when you feel tempted to spend money on something that doesn't give God glory or that is to only elevate yourself and to make you look good to others really assess if you need it because guess what if that void isn't filled it becomes very expensive as a leader as a business a uh, person as an entrepreneur, as a healthcare worker, as a, uh, a politician, whatever field you may be in. 
At the end of the day, it has to do with your priorities and your character. Have you shifted things in a way where you can get proper sleep, eat proper food, spend time with your family, spend time alone from everybody else, even being at home with all the stuff that's happening on the internet is a lot to deal with. Have you had a full conversation with your significant other where you guys can actually sit down at the dinner table and talk? Do you know who your kids are? Do you know where they are? Do you know how they're doing? Do you know yourself? It's all about priorities. If we can manage our desires and our character, then we can make smarter choices with our money. But here is the good news about this whole situation. Even if you find yourself dealing with all these different temptations, desire to buy things, desiring to spend your money on things that don't quite make sense, the Bible text was really clear in 1 Corinthians 10. No temptation has overcame you or has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with the temptation, he will also provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So here's the logic behind this. Even when a temptation comes, it has to clear God's death. If the temptation comes and you think it's too big for you, then God would not be faithful. The reason why the temptation comes is because it cleared God's death, and it's therefore your size, so it's not a vote of condemnation, but a vote of confidence. And God will assist in such a manner that he will provide a way of escape so that you would be able to endure it. So whatever temptations you have and how you're going to use your money, understand that God will assist you in providing opportunities to escape. And if we review how our lives have been, there are many times when we look back that we could have taken a different route. And, and oftentimes, we, you know, people experience buyer's regret that you purchased something and then you realized, ah, did I really need this or is that really worth it? And so I just want to encourage somebody today, no matter what you're facing in this particular crisis, when you're trying to review all the financial decisions that you're about to do, ask God for assistance, come up with a plan. And know that even in the days that you feel isolated, alone, unworthy, not feeling valued, that he will provide a way of escape so that you can endure it. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Please keep in touch with us. Follow us on Instagram at The Unpreached Truth. That's The Unpreached Truth. No underscores, no spaces. Take the opportunity to share this message with someone. And remember, speak the truth and speak it ever.